I gave my power away to too many people. So it was time to take the power back. I created my own marketing company and have been running that ever since. And it allows me to have the financial freedom to work with amazing clients, to also consult and coach other business owners, and then pursue my passion projects like the podcast that I just sold that'll be coming out in September. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Awesoming's podcast, where we highlight people pursuing their definition of, you guessed it, awesome. So buckle up and get ready for some more success story adventures and failures from Kentucky's tech and entrepreneur community. Hey guys, welcome back to this episode of the Awesome Inc. Podcast. I am with my good friend, Steve Seidel. He is a, you know, you remind me of Sunshine from Remember the Titans, that cool guy from out west. You got some flow. Oh, yeah. You know what you're doing. Yeah, I like Remember the Titans. You're you're a secretly good quarterback. Yeah, I I like to think I'm a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, like a Tom Brady, but for whatever it is you need. For whatever it is you need, that's great. Yeah. So, Steve, I, uh, I don't remember when you came around the awesome space, but you came and you are as much a part of the team, the community as anybody else I've met. You do all the ping pong tournaments. You eat all the food when we have gatherings. Yeah. You like to come and you dish on people on their birthday. I mean, you just fit right in and man, I'll tell you what, you, uh, you know how to belong. So this, uh, this is going to be a fun episode for me to get to know you a bit better from some of the, the professional life. We, we talk about family, we talk about everything else. Maybe not, that's maybe not work-related, but this is what I want to learn. So, Steve, you're an entrepreneur. You came from out west. You're here in Kentucky. I did. You have a cool story. You got a great family. Yeah. And uh, I want the people to get to know you as an entrepreneur in Lexington who has relocated, what the heck you do for work, how you solve people's problems, and some of your background. So, um, riddle me this. If you had to be one superhero, who would you be? Are you so you're going to start like that? You're going to start with the superhero? I like that. So the superhero that I would probably go with uh, is probably Superman because he's got an S on his chest. And my name is Steve Seidel and I, my kids names start with S. And you know what? Everybody has a kryptonite in this world. But once you realize you have a kryptonite, you can overcome it. The best part is that it was not scripted or whatever. That felt good. Okay. <laughs> right. That I mean, was awesome. Super, I remember watching Superman as a kid and it was, you know, Lex Luthor oh, and yeah. Christopher Reeve before, you know, we're in Kentucky. I think he had, a, I think he actually had a fall from a horse. He did. And this show will probably be aired later, but you know, there's Keeneland Derby. So it just brings it all together. You never realize it, but we're all just connected. Well, I, uh, I'm not going to even combat that. Steve, why don't you jump in give us a little bit of your background Again, sure. maybe let people know where you went to school, your degree, any prior work, and then we'll jump on how you ended up here in Lexington. Yeah, thank you so much, Garrett. I appreciate it. This has been an amazing opportunity to come to Awesome Inc. So the reason I found you guys initially, just so everybody knows, is I, when I moved here, I, I left uh, California to Kentucky. I joined Commerce Lexington. I met somebody in a mixer, Logan, who has a great podcast as well. Shout out to them. And he mentioned checking out Awesome Inc. So I came here and it's been my second home, literally, because I do work from home. And your bed's on the third floor, but we don't tell people that. Yeah, it's that's in the thinking room where we take naps. So the reason why it's like that is because I actually run my own company. It's called the Seidel Agency. I'm a virtual, uh, the virtual CMO. And this has come along a long line, you know, everybody has their individual passion. So I went to school, Penn State, industrial engineering. I was an engineer. I always had a passion for film and TV. So I went and worked for Motorola, got laid off. I went to pursue acting and entertainment. 
did that for about eight to 12 years. It was an amazingly uh, wonderful time. And then uh, I had to provide for my family. Given the partway through there, I started my own production company, created videos, was a host, and that led me to marketing. And then I had a baby and I figured, hey, man, I need to figure this thing out because waiting on these hosting gigs, I gave my power away to too many people. So it was time to take the power back. I created my own marketing company and have been running that ever since. And it allows me to have the financial freedom to work with amazing clients, to also consult and coach other business owners, and then pursue my passion projects like the podcast that I just sold that'll be coming out in September. So at the end of the day, we're all just here doing our thing. And my goal is to do good, give back and make an impact with as many people as possible, especially in Kentucky. I've tried to meet some people here, um, met you guys. It's been great. And so I'd love to meet more Kentuckians. I'm not going to hit end to this recording, but I want to because that I, I'm already filled up just from hearing you say that. That was so good. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, I appreciate this it. is complete tangent, by the way. So you did you know I'm an Ohio State fan? You're, you're a Penn State fan? That, I didn't know that you're an Ohio State fan, but I give you love because it's Big Ten. And, you know, you just got to embrace you got to embrace the yeah. fact that everybody needs an antagonist to their protagonist. Cause, hey, that's that's good. Because that's like Joseph Campbell, right? That's what I do for a living is storytelling. And we're all a hero in our own story where, you know, the hero's journey, Joseph Campbell. Everybody needs that villain to bring you higher. Yeah, well, you're not the villain. I'm, I just know people will get hairy. No, you're the villain. Uh, Ohio State is the de- villain to Debatable. Penn, to Penn I don't State. play for them. I'm just a fan, and I want to recognize that. And you're a fan of Survivor, which I also think is cool because See, let's go. when I first started out, when, when I was in, you know, I got out of college, I worked as an engineer for Motorola. I was making semiconductor processing chips. Okay. So we had the, they're called bunny suits. So it's a big white suit that you have to wear because you can't contaminate any of uh, the actual chips. And when I was there, the only, I didn't know anybody. It's kind of like here. I, I, I don't really know anybody, but I was a bachelor then. Now I have a wife and two kids, which is... And they're amazing, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate that. And that's been my visit to Kentucky has... Everybody's always like, how's Kentucky? And I say, Kentucky's... I love the power of alliteration and I love the power of three. So I say, it's been pleasant, it's been peaceful, and it's been positive. And so, and it allows me to sort of take my foot off the gas. But going back to Motorola, I didn't have anything but Survivor every Thursday night, man. It, it, it brought me through. And now I've come full circle... It's like I said, just kind of keeping it chill. I've started watching Survivor again, and it brings me a lot of joy. Man, have I shown you my, and we're getting on topic, but I love it. Have yeah. I shown you my Survivor spreadsheet? You, when I first met you, you did. Yeah. But then the fact really that you're waiting to binge them, it bring it just I know. leaves a sort of little like open I, I, wound in my heart. I just, I don't like watching once a week. I want to like, give me a weekend. We're, we're going to crank it out. And then yeah. secondly, secondly, this, we're getting back and then we'll, I promise we'll get on to some of the conversation. I, you're going to uh, transition? Yeah, you're transition. Segue? But you said you had an acting career in about for like eight to 12 years somewhere. Give me like a 30 second overview, maybe like favorite story or like, hey, I was a part of this really cool opportunity. Oh, man, there's endless stories. Uh, so I started out, I, I trained at a place called uh, a William Esper Studios, which if you look it up there, they, they do the Meisner technique where it's basically, you know, with acting, you're living, truthful, living truthfully under imaginary circumstances. So I started out there. It was one of the most amazing times of my life. I was probably as poor as it gets working in a, in 
Uh, I was doing all these catering jobs and all sorts of crazy stuff, living in a shoebox. And so I was taking gigs, anything that I could get. Um, so for one one time, I was uh, I was on Saturday Night Live, and I was one of the extras. And then it was a scene. It was a soccer scene with Antonio Banderas. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And they do the run for Saturday Night Live, the rehearsal. They cut about five of the sh- five of the pieces and then the next one. So I made it through and I'm like, Oh, okay, great. Um, actually this story is wrong, but I didn't make it through to the rehearsal, but I was in the scene with Antonio Banderas and they recorded it. And I thought, Oh, this is my big break. Of course that never happened. Um, another funny story was, uh, I was a stand in for Adrian Brody on an amazing movie called Cadillac records. And so when you're up and coming actor, you'll take any job. So for five weeks, I had to stand in while they adjusted the lighting and the you know stage setup for Adrian Brody. I, I have a scene in it actually for Cadillac Records, but it was just one of the most amazing experiences because you could like Beyonce was there singing Etta James' song. I was I, I actually befriended Adrian Brody. We were friends. But these are just the experiences that when you're young, and I strongly urge you if you're in your 20s, whether or not you're pursuing entrepreneurialism or starting your own business, take chances, do things that nobody else will do. All my friends thought I was crazy because they all took a nine to five. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go towards acting and try something that I really want to do. And to this day, it was one of the most amazing times. I still do it with my daughter now, um, but it was a really amazing experience. And I learned a lot about myself because... You need to know who you are as a person and allow certain things to impact you. Like, I don't, I think you're like 20 something. I'm 45 now, but back then I was 20, 21 and just figuring out who I was. And it was important to take moments, especially in business companies. For me, it was acting, but to figure out what really impacts you and how you can leverage it so you can be a better person. And I used it to like, cry in scenes and whatnot but man it was uh it was a crazy time i never knew what was coming the next day i can't wait to see the highlight reel that's it, yeah you'll, you'll mean, show it to me after this I'm i have I, yeah there's plenty out there i'm sure well as we're we're gonna transition as you said okay, I, nice. I got a i got a, a message on slack from kevin that said he can't wait to hear our podcast oh, so, okay uh, kevin did kevin uh took over as i guess he's head of operations is that is that what his role is i don't even know yeah, what his role is yeah, he does he does all he does space. it all just like you do it all but when I think about the two people that have, and, and Keith has been great as well, um, it kind of got a little bit getting known to him as well, but you guys have been amazing and make it feel like I have a, a family away from family because when you run your own business, it's hard enough to you know do the day-to-day, especially if you're working from home during you know the pandemic or you're virtual or you're a fractional team. You need a solid support system. And so just coming in and, and shooting the breeze and laughing and, and Kevin checking in and uh, that's that's the value here at Awesome Inc. is you have a community, plus they have monitors, which the monitors are next level <laughs> because I can't work without two monitors because you're, you know, going into text messages. I have a MacBook, so we can try. I strongly suggest if you're trying to build your own company, the MacBook is cool if you're on the Mac, but you have to go like full Mac on everything. But your monitors really make it worthwhile. And the wow. standing desks. I mean, those are the Veridesk standing desk. You just push a button and it comes right on up. Well, that, that's the goal. So people like you, you know, instead of working from home or a coffee shop, you can be in a place, in a space where you belong around community. So glad you're getting yeah. that. And again, we have we want to have all the amenities so that way you don't have to think about anything. I'm just glad you didn't mention the, mention the Oreos. Frank's Fridays. That's true. 
Yeah. Yeah. You've been, you've been a, see, you, you belong. Okay. This is great. We're going to end up talking for 40 minutes just about whatever and shooting the breeze. But again, wanted to, to get to know you a bit better. You mentioned again, Penn State, you worked with Motorola, New York, LA, LA, if you've seen Letterkenny, how they say that. Um, yeah, cool company. And now you're in Lexington. And you mentioned a few things. You, your, your own, your company's your virtual CMO. And you already hit your, your motto that we do good, we give back, we make an impact. So talk a little bit about your company. Again, quick quick uh, spiel, so to say. Sure. You guys are an award-winning marketing and consulting company. Yes. And you have helped uh, countless. 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 That means so many you can't even <laughs> so count. So many. Or you can count less <laughs> as in going from 10 down to one. That's fair. You, you can count less. But yeah. countless companies, and you've just helped them scale and build profitable uh, businesses and sure. you know social media, all the cool tools. So you've done a lot of fun. You're a people guy. You're not shy. Yeah, talk about you know your virtual CMO and yeah. and yeah, where that came from. That's a great question. So uh, thank you for asking that. What we do is I try and make things as simple as possible. I, it's important as a person, a business owner, an entrepreneur, is to understand your your strengths and your weaknesses. And one of my weaknesses is, well, A, I was raised as a people pleaser. Not, I wasn't raised. I became a people pleaser. So I was constantly trying to please people and do things for other people. But once I understood that it's not about pleasing other people, but it's about having a solid purpose and understanding your why, then it all kind of stems from there. And that's how I built my business is to keep it simple because I often, as a people pleaser, will overshare or send super long emails. And people are just like, in their own heads. they At the end of the day, they usually care about themselves or what they're working on. So to flip it as a business owner, put your value first. How can you help other people? So to do good, give back and make an impact. I'm all about service. Um, I, you know, I was a host on a couple of shows after I was acting. So it's like being of service and how can I help people? But doing good, um, one of the things that I've actually transitioned to is actually going from good to great. And one of the things that I think is important is understanding that everybody has greatness within them. It's just actualizing that and believing in yourself. So what I do as a company is I help small business owners. I have a couple of niches. They say the riches are in the niches or niches. So I work in aesthetic medicine. I help dermatologists, med spa owners, plastic surgeons, cosmetic dentists grow their businesses by putting together a, a solid organic content foundation. And so I had my own company for a while. I shot videos and we want to give them content that tells their story. And so I came up with a unique uh, slogan from looking to booking. So instead of people looking at their content, we really want them to book or to buy into you. But with that, we want them to vote with their dollar. And about three years ago, I was all about socially conscious companies. And now the pandemic has happened and it's like buy local. But that's where it's about doing good and that give back is when people, you vote with your clicks, you vote with your eyes. If you If you click on ads on Instagram, if it's something crazy, then you're giving that person, um, you know, traction. So making sure that you're selective with what you're clicking on, what you're voting on. But that's what I do. I help small businesses grow to six figures and above by using organic content. And I have the side of the social media where we're, it's basically a social referral engine because word of mouth marketing is the most powerful form of marketing. And we find ways to leverage that. But with our coaching, we go from good to great and great means for everybody out there, I encourage you to try this. The G stands for gratitude, which is being grateful every morning. Be grateful for what it is that you have been given because we're all blessed. And you don't have to go to work. You get to go to work. The R stands for reflective. 
Um, and so instead of saying, you know, this, uh, you know, the, the, my, my car got a flat tire. It happened to me yesterday. No, it happened for me because we're learning lessons and it's a teaching moment. The E stands for ethical. Um, and it's, and it's basically separating yourself 10 inches from your earth, 18 inches from your head to your heart and leading with your heart and making sure that decisions that you're making are actually making an impact on people's lives and not worrying about, you know, making money or whatever. And then the A stands for accountability, which we all need to be accountable for our own actions, which is, you know, important that I come here to awesome Inc. Cause you guys can hold me accountable that I'm coming in, that I'm, you know, uh, doing my work, but just being a normal human being and a humanitarian and not being mean. And then the T at the end of the day is we all want to be transformational. And the only way we can do that is having an awareness of what it is that we're bringing into this world and how we're making it a better place and what our purpose is. And so identify those whys in your life. You know, why do I get up every morning to provide for my family, to leave this world a better place and to find happiness, to be happiness and to, to be happy in the moment. And so that was a really long winded answer, but Hopefully it was beneficial. Do you know of the the four temperaments? Do you know like choleric, sanguine, melancholy, phlegmatic? Have you heard of those? Uh, elaborate. Tell me more. This is like I know the four agreements by Miguel Ruiz. The four temperaments. No, I mean uh, I'm constantly trying to educate myself. So tell me. So they're 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 personality types. Uh, the origins go back to like. Greco Arabic medicine, yeah, Arabic medicine. I mean, just way, way back when there's a lot to it, but essentially just breaks down people's uh, temperaments. There's Enneagram, uh, Myers-Briggs, disc assessments. Oh yeah. I know yeah. the disc and so, all that. So yeah, sure. this, this one's a bit different where it, I'll, I'll show you the, the notes, but like sanguine, they're like the lively, optimistic, carefree, phlegmatic is someone who's usually going to be a bit more chillax. They want to be in harmony with people. Choleric is the savvy, analytical, logical, like, go-getter, CEO mentality. Yeah. And then melancholy is uh, all the details. You get lost in the sauce. Like, I'm not going to commit without knowing all the plans. Um, but I've, I've referred to people with, with asking that question versus like, what's your Enneagram? What's your Myers-Briggs? So what are you? Uh, I'm a choleric melancholy. So like I'm, an e, I'm an ESTJ, Enneagram 3-2. So I just... Man, so, someone that's has, a lot of info someone, right there. It is, yeah. ESTJ 6212, <laughs> Wait, is that what you are? I don't know what it is. I don't know what you're saying. Dude, I thought you were just it's saying like yours. Hieroglyphics. Yeah, it is like hieroglyphics, but it's a good way. It's, it helps people understand like your, your temperaments, some of your your strengths. I mean, we all have all these characteristics, but some are obviously more sure. default than others. But again, this yeah, is great. I, like, I love that stuff. So I, I want you to be on stage and I'll just come to your conference. And I'll yeah, just, please do. I'll be your so, hype man. So I was excited recently. It was about three years ago. I went to Penn State. And one of my goals was to go back and speak to the Penn Staters. So a buddy of mine runs a sports conference. I was able to go to that and it was, uh, it was amazing. And so since then, that's part of what I do as well is I'm looking for mentorship opportunities because it's for anybody who's looking to succeed in this world. It's like, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. So find somebody that's successful, emulate them or work with them. And so part of what I did for Penn State is I created a program. It was called Push Play on Purpose. Almost like, uh, you know, because everything has movement, right? It's very fluid, whether or not it's your feelings or what you're doing. And so when you push play, you activate those, but finding alignment with your purpose. What we try to do with the Penn Staters is just like you were talking about, align. It's like a Venn diagram. It's not like it is. Get the skills, your passion, and then essentially um, your experience in the middle of that Venn diagram and, and hopefully finding that so that every morning you're, you know, energized to get up. And when you come in, do you, are you, when you come into awesome mink, are you psyched to come in? 
If I said no, you wouldn't believe me. But yes, I, I always am. Yeah, like you're always amped and in a good mood. And I think that's really important is just having that positive energy. And so that's what I do when I, when I coach clients or uh, consult with business owners, C-suite executives, is to really dig deeper on building out this. We're going to go back to the power of three. If, if it's a company they're building, we want to start with their mission and really make sure that it's a cultural fit and lean in on that because that's so much more important. That's where we're seeing the attrition rate right now with a lot of people not going to McDonald's or service-based industries because it's not in alignment with their cultural um, with their cultural needs. And so start with that mission. And then if you're a company, then you move into the messaging. And then lastly, getting into that marketing. Um, and that's what so many people do differently is they start at marketing. They're like, oh, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm doing this company buy this product but really it's important to set that mission and then your messaging and that marketing um, and when I work with uh, our business owners we have those five simple shifts that I told you earlier and if you're interested I'll, I can tell you more about where to find that later but I feel like that's super important is to come from a place where you are aligned and it seemed like that's what I loved walking into Awesome Inc it had good was one of them for you guys as well I can't remember the core what. values be, yeah. be good be excellent be a friend be you yeah. And you see that on wall. It's like, oh man, this is it. I'm home. So that's really important for anybody that's building a company or an entrepreneur is to make sure that that's in alignment. Because if it's not, um, then you're sort of doing yourself a disservice. And our time here is, is short, you know? Yeah. I, I hear you. Yeah. One of the things that you mentioned earlier is I believe you use the, fr the, the phrase or the term constraints when like you can do, you can do everything, you can figure it out. You want to know the, the whole process. Uh, but one of the things that you've learned is you have constraints within your workflow and, you know, you can bottleneck up efficiency, all that stuff, but you like to delegate. And like, this is something in one of our conversations you sent me that you, you figure out how you can delegate or delete tasks from your plate. How do you do this when you help companies? You mentioned like the, the category of, yeah. uh, of clientele earlier, but like, how do you help them? What's it look like, you know, yeah, Steve yeah. helping client? That's a great question. So going back to acronyms, for me, it's do, delegate, or delete. So those are the three options that we have. And so the most important part of anybody's day, so if you look at Tim Ferriss, he's all about um, you know mastering his day and his time, is your time management. And that with which you don't focus on, you can't grow. And so it's just like a tree, right? You're going to plant the seeds in the bottom of the earth. You're going to want to water that so you have that solid foundation so that it grows. But if you don't know what seeds you're planting, when you're watering it, or what the ground looks like, you have no idea what that tree is going to end up looking like. So the first step in that, what we do is we identify what their core values are, what they're looking to achieve, you know, set some solid goals in place, smart goals, which are short, measurable, action-oriented results, um, and task-based, and then some stretch goals. But time management is essential at, for a CEO and some of these C-suite executives because they're trying to handle so many things. And so... The time management is key, and then also taking note of what it is that you're doing every single day. And you have all that, and then setting those parameters around your daily tasks, so making sure when you get up, you know, you want to start the day strong. And so one of the most important parts of being successful is the way that you start your day. Do you have intention? Um, a friend of mine told me about this thing called, uh, it's called pies that he took from another book, but, uh, you know, are you, are you eating your morning pies? Are you doing one thing physical, one thing intellectual, one thing emotional, and one thing spiritual to make sure that you set yourself. And there's tons of books like the 5am club and all that, but that's where we work with these C-suite executives to understand where they're putting most of their time, where they're looking to go in terms of their five-year plans. And, um, 
it comes down to four questions. And this is the core of like performance coaching that I do that I for clients, but I've also done for myself. It's like, what do you want? What, what essentially is getting in your way? What are the obstacles? That's the second question. The third question is, what is the cost of inaction if you don't get what you want? And then the fourth question is, are you ready to take action? And if you are, nine times out of 10, a lot of the problems in our world are mental. Um, and it's that whole 80-20 rule where you know 20% of what you do drives 80% of the results. But if you can fix that mental component and believe in yourself and know that nothing is impossible, then you can overcome that. And it all starts with the time management, setting the goals, breaking that down into action points, and then getting going so that you start those habits and those routines to get you there. This is so enjoyable for me. I just want to say like a word and have you go on our rant about that correlation. Okay, so pizza. I love pizza. Me too. Goodfellas. When I came here, I was like, Goodfellas <laughs> is nice. But I went down there, the one to Mill Street the other day, and you know, when they reheat it, it just doesn't give you the same the same experience. Still love Goodfellas though. Yeah, that, no, I, I understand you, um, Steve. So there are a couple of things about your line of work. What is what is something that you have found to be the number one way to to close clients, and maybe a, a very extremely important way that you get to help entrepreneurs with, with your skill set, excuse me, with your skill set, help them grow their company, perfect what they do. So th two questions, two right? questions. I've probably said one, but then I asked two. I yeah, do that often. that's all right though. We're going to take it step by step. We are baby steps, right? Have you seen that movie with Bill Murray? I have not seen oh, that um, one. Get, um, oh crap. What about Bob? Oh, that's like an old school that's a, one. It's You're hilarious. going old school. It's yeah, so I remember. Good. Good I don't really again. remember it, but I know of the movie. Yeah, it's about it's, 30 years old. I'm surprised you've seen it. Uh, well, older than you, that movie, right? It, it is. It is yeah. only by a few years. But when you said baby steps, it made me think of Bill Murray. Yeah, of course. Baby you you got to walk steps. before you crawl or, you know, the whole, the whole, uh, I think crawl before you walk. Yeah, but. that too. I have like <laughs> minute, uh, dyslexia where I flip things around and whatnot and I'll catch myself, but you just caught me there. So thank you. You're welcome. You're my safety net. Uh, so in terms of closing clients, it's, it's just like I said before, it's not even about closing clients, marketing, sales. It's all the same thing. It's influence. It's creating a connection so that you have a relationship. And obviously to create a relationship, you need to build trust. And then once you build that trust, like we do on social media, when we talk to our physicians and aesthetic medicine, we want somebody to know you first, then we want them to like you. And then we want them to trust you. And so obviously you're building a brand or you're an entrepreneur. You want people to know you find a way to build something that's totally different from anybody else. Um, that's where I went with virtual CMO versus like social media agency. And from looking to booking to create a method or a program, um, there's a really amazing book. It's by Alex Hormozy. It's called $100 million offers. I mean, a friend of mine gave that to me who I met in an online accelerator, and it talks all about creating an offer unlike any other. And that's probably the best way to close a deal because A, you're going to build that trust and have that reputation so that you have a connection with that person. Um, one small tip along those lines, if you are having a conversation with somebody, it was once told to me, go to their LinkedIn, start with the bottom and go to the top. By doing that, you see their interests, their organizations, and what they are truly passionate. And then obviously, um, you get to their the picture and some of their headlines. But building that connection is important to closing. I think asking for the sale is really important in closing. Also, delivering, and this is the core competency for marketing, is delivering an irresistible offer to a target market. 
If you can do that with marketing and even sales, an irresistible offer to a targeted market. And that's why we focus on aesthetic medicine. We have a course called morepayingpatients.com, which is a video course. We also consult our clients. We have tons of templates where we understand the pain points so we can speak directly to them. Um, and when we close clients or work with individuals, whether it's aesthetic medicine or coaching, we need to give them 10 times more value than what they would expect and overcome every objection before they even ask them. But ask for the sale. Is there anything that I've said or shared that you know you have questions about or that would keep you from moving forward from working together? If not, and if they say no, great. When can we start? Um, and then the second part of what was the second question? I think I kind of answered it. But yeah, you kind of did. So you can you you have clientele. You, your virtual CMO. You're helping clients and giving them strategies, social media sure. advice. How do you also work with startups and how do you help entrepreneurs? Maybe not in the like, hey, here's what you're gonna do for more more clicks, more traction, yeah. all that. Like, how are you helping other entrepreneurs that you come across? So startups and entrepreneurs. Uh, so I I did work for a startup in New York uh, for a period of time. After I started acting, I went to a startup. It was called Zbox uh, Beamly. It was the fastest second screen app to get to a million downloads. And and one of the things that I learned there is, you know, you gotta uh, what do they say? Uh, break things or like pivot quick or just you just have to go out there and test and try things. You got to test hypotheses. And so when I work with entrepreneurs, business owners, startups, what we really want to do is to develop hypotheses, test things, but also, you know, have that long-term plan where, yeah, we, we know that we want to be uh, the next social media app, but there needs to be a competitive advantage. There needs to be that secret sauce that we're going to build out, but also understanding what the competition is like out there. There's a really great tool called Rival IQ dot com. You get it free for two weeks. You can change your emails if need be. But uh, you, you want to check the competitors out there, see what the landscape looks like and really know what that unique value proposition that you're offering. Um, and that's where when I work with companies, we start with the mission, the messaging, and then ultimately the marketing. And you start with starting up. And then the last step in the equation is scaling up, but it's all about building momentum and making sure that you're in alignment so that you can continue to move forward. And part of that goes back to the time management. It's knowing what your goals are and they're going to change, but having a solid system in place, you have to have a system, you have to have a strategy and you have to have a solution. You test it. Insert, repeat. You are one of the most relational people I think I've met in Lexington. Relational? Relational, yeah. What like, is it? Can you elaborate? Yeah, like, you're, very, very, you're very intentional. You're, you're not closed off. Even if you're having a bad day, you know, you could have like something tragic happen to a family member and you'd be as upbeat as always. Uh, I want to know in terms, of, in terms of your work, your work, excuse me, in terms of your work, where did your motto that you mentioned earlier, do good, give back, and make an impact come from? Because it sounds, just from this conversation alone and all the stuff we've, we've done in the space, you, you want to be setting roots, laying a foundation to know the people in your life locally. How, how do you do that well with business? Again, through the lens of do good, give back, and make an impact. Yes. So first of all, I want to share a little quick thing that you said to me one day, and you probably don't even remember. Maybe you do remember. I don't. I, I think I had balloons or something, and you were like, man, you're just like a kid. Or you said something that you're like, and you're like, I know you're like the same age as I am. I'm like, yeah, right, dude. But you're like, you're just like a kid at heart. I love that. And that's really what I want to do with me and my life is like, there's no need to 
grow old and be jaded and be angry. It's like we have one life and let's live it. So part of that is everything we do in our life is, is a choice. We have a choice to be happy. We have a choice to be sad. We could, you know, live vicariously through other people, go to the future or go to the past. So for me, the way that I set uh, intentions for companies and when I work with entrepreneurs is to understand truly what is your mission. And if you're in it for the wrong reasons, it's not a great fit, but that's where voting with your dollar and understanding that you can have an impact on this world and setting that clear intention and doing that every single day and getting up and doing it again. It's not going to happen overnight, but that's where there's amazing books like Tiny Habits and other things like that, where it's slowly going to start making an impact. If you look at a drop of water that slowly drips on a block of ice, then eventually that, uh, you know, that ice or glacier, whatever it will be, is going to crack in half. So just making sure that you're Doing what you're doing has intention and it's delivering you the satisfaction that you need because that's going to show itself in its work. And so whether you're a company, a business, you have to have intention in your work. And part of that is self-evaluation and doing what it is that you deliver and people make mistakes, stuff happens. You have to own up to that. And so accountability, um, I'm here to support you in those, in those uh, efforts. And a lot of it is the messages you put out there, the videos, your blogs, your websites, just having an understanding that it's all consistent. Um, and that's where I love to do branding and slogans and logos. If anybody's listening and you got and you want a logo, I'll give you a super cheap logo because I just love, that's what I find. I'm like spending too much time creating these logos, but I love creating the vision and finding ways that there's things that people don't even know about in their subconscious, like little icons. Do you know about the FedEx logo, right? So you, you see the arrow and the FedEx logo, different things like that, that in your subconscious um, are really delivering um, the purpose of these companies or just do it. If you haven't read Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, amazing. And how he like saw these kids with these shoes and then he started making them himself. And then the just do it just came from somebody. Uh, Mark Parker, by the way, from Nike's from Penn State. He's not from Ohio State. Callback. But yeah, just having intention with these businesses and having fun. If it if it's fun, it gets done, and that's where I'm. I'm here to help you guys out. If it's fun, it gets done. Yeah. You know, I don't think I've ever heard thought about that with work or. Yeah, that's great. If it's fun, it gets done. Cool. Yeah. Well, Steve, um, let's go grab coffee here in about about ninety seconds. My treat, of course. How okay. uh, how about you? You do this. You sign off with two things. We brief. How can people support? Steve Seidel as a human being and, and the work you're doing. And also what is one final bit of advice you would give any entrepreneur who is currently in the hunt or maybe someone who is just like, they're kind of sucking themselves out, but they want to be an entrepreneur. Okay. Great question. So first, my name is Steve Seidel. If you want to follow me on social media, it's Stephen and S-T-E-P-H-E-N Seidel. That's S as in Sam, E as in Edward, I, D as in David, E, L as in Larry. And, uh, you know, that's my personal, my business is the Seidel Agency. So that's T-H-E Seidel Agency. If you want to follow, um, would love to have you listeners. If you want, I would give you a free consulting or coaching call. Go to thesidelagency.com slash five simple shifts. Free coaching call. Would love to work with you or if you want logos or whatever. Um, 
And I want to share one thing that I think is really important because I my goal is to leave this world a better place and to be a great father for not only my kids, but for the vulnerable children within all of you and the state of humanity and for our world. So one of the things that I created was my daughter, ever since she was younger, would always say love never ends, love never ends, which it doesn't. Love is impermeable. And that's what we need more of. So we created a t-shirt line. Um, it actually says love never ends on the t-shirt. So if you go to where W E A R, where is in, um, wearing it, the act of where love never ends. Those are t-shirts that, uh, we developed around love never ends. And we're giving, we just selected a local charity actually, um, that we're going to give proceeds to, and my daughter is going to give it to them, uh, to this actual company because we're teaching her the value of entrepreneurship at seven. And so she it's uh, we're, we're donating to children incorporated.org where we're going to give some proceeds. So I would love for you to support her so she can learn about entrepreneurialism because the future is female and I'm a girl dad. You know, I want to, I want to be a good dad. I'm being a good dad. Okay. There you go. The piece of advice that I have for any entrepreneur or any business owner that is either struggling you know, having a hard time, uh, doesn't know where they're going is just start. You know, you just have to take that first step and you're never really going to know if it's right until you try it. But too many times, especially with businesses, everybody's like, Oh, got to get my website up. Got to do this. Got to do branding. Got to do what none of that even matters. Just go out there and, and deliver a product or a service, which are very easy to do in today's day and age, whether it's Shopify online, that's what I do is I help online companies build a scalable business, but just start, you know, and believe in yourself. One of the things that I want you to know is as a person, you are worth it. You are capable. Um, you are great. And so too many times we, we, uh, classify ourselves by our limiting beliefs and that voice in our head. So when you hear that voice in your head that says you're not good enough, or, you know, uh, you have to do something else, your thoughts are not true. Your thoughts are not you let them flow through. You are great, you are good, and you are capable of whatever you set your mind to. So just go out there and start and see what happens. Take the chance. All right, I'm hitting in. That was awesome. Appreciate cool. the time, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. Go Awesome Inc. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Awesome Inc.'s podcast. And another quick thank you to Lee Rosevere and a few members from our community who provide the music that you hear in this show. Lastly, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz, or even better, come on down to our space. Come be a part of our community and get plugged in and let's start something awesome together. You guys rock. We'll see you next time.